Welcome to Homebase Hope, all about autism, the show that invites you to think differently, inspires you to take a whole child approach, and most of all, instills hope when it comes to your child and autism. I'm your host, Rhiannon Crisp, from homebasehope.com.au. Let's get into it. Welcome back, guys, to another exciting and empowering episode of Homebase Hope. Today, we are talking all about inflammation. Many children on the spectrum experience chronic stress caused by everyday stresses, such as transitions or social situations. Stress can also be triggered by a diet high in processed food or poor quality sleep. And this constant stress day after day can cause chronic inflammation in their little bodies. Eliminating inflammation in the body requires a really holistic approach, and many doctors today are prescribing pharmaceuticals to simply address the symptoms until the issue is manageable. But not the doctor I have invited on the show today. Uh Uh-uh. She focuses on addressing the root cause. Today, we are talking to the most enthusiastic, the most passionate doctor I have ever met. You just can't help get excited when you hear her speak. Her energy is seriously contagious. Today, we are talking to Dr. Madia Saeed, a board-certified integrative holistic family physician, but most importantly, a mother of four boys under the age of nine. Dr. Saeed's enthusiasm is demonstrated in her public speaking engagements and her growing international social media presence as Holistic Mom MD. She is the Director of Education for Documenting Hope, a national organization dedicated to heal chronic disease in children, where she educates the masses on healing and preventing chronic disease. Dr. Saeed has recently released her amazing book, The Holistic Rx, Your Guide to Healing Chronic Inflammation and Disease. Welcome, Dr. Saeed. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Oh, it's so exciting to have you on this show. What a pleasure. Oh, my God. The pleasure is all mine. So much fun. Now, I'd love to start with your journey. So how you became so passionate about holistic health. So I was born and raised in Naperville, Illinois, and had multiple of the same bad habits that have led most of adults and children down that road to chronic disease. And what was crazy is that, you know, I suffer from that chronic illness, those chronic illnesses, literally, I feel like stole half my life. Because of the fact that I suffered from fatigue and severe digestive complaints, like constipation, you know, period abnormalities. Then we had like eczema, seborrheic dermatitis, acne, autoimmune issues like hypothyroidism, along with, you know, elevated ANAs, joint pain, muscle spasms, so all of that, you name it. Like, I felt miserable. And so what... Immediately right after residency, I joined a medical practice. So I graduated residency in 2010, and immediately around 2011, joined a medical practice where under one roof, there was me, an OBGYN, an internist, an exercise physiologist, nutritionist, counseling, chiropractor, massage therapy, acupressure, homeopathy, all under one roof, brought together for the complete healing 
of the whole person, a concept that was really foreign to me at the time, because at that time, I have never even heard of the word holistic health. Like, this is how crazy it is. I didn't even know. I'm like, what? What's holistic? <laughs> and this is something that is just so crazy. I, my brother was, an, my brother is an interventional cardiologist. My sister's a pediatric ICU physician. I have brother-in-laws in gastroenterology, psychiatry, a sister-in-law psychiatry at Harvard, you know, so all of these amazing people around me, but none of us were taught a single class of nutrition. So when I found this holistic medicine, <laughs> it was like something that was so foreign to me. I'm like, what is this? What is this going on? So especially with this at this practice, we're sort of known as the doctor of last resort. So by the time that people actually came to us and wanted our advice and input, it was something that was, they'd already tried the pharmaceutical route. So like, for example, one of my patients that I clearly remember, she was 30, she was 31 year old with nine autoimmune diseases, myasthenia, gravis, psoriasis, lycus planus, Sjogren's, Hashimoto's, depression, anxiety, you know, ADD, menstrual irregularity. So she was a mess also. And she actually worked at the family dollar store and at the gas station. But what was really cool was that, you know, despite having all of these conditions and all of these different organ systems, I, we started at one spot, that one spot with her, depending on obviously then addressing her specific needs and deficiencies. In one month, she had 50% resolution of symptoms. And in seven months she no longer had the diagnoses so which blew my mind because I'm like okay all I did was did majority lifestyle and fixing your deficiencies that we a lot of like the 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 stereotype per se of holistic health is that it's a type of health that you know wealthy people you know like if you have the money then you can look at the root causes or then you can do it like this is the cheaper route. I think that's why, like for example, like fast food places, McDonald's. I think we've been brainwashed that this healthy lifestyle is a more expensive lifestyle, and it's not. And that is something that I'm so passionate that it can be that it can be easy, fast, cost effective. Because since then, I've been practicing this type of medicine. I became very passionate about it, especially after I was able to heal my own self. I have four children, and my youngest is two. Still nursing, still trying to wean him off, but still nursing a child. So he, so it, my life is crazy just like everybody else's. So if I could do it with a, with a, you know, I'm a bargain shopper. So trying to get it to the masses, trying to get holistic health to the masses to show that, give people hope back, get people back in the driver's seat of their own health, get people enjoying life again, really not just living day to day, but really having a future to live up to that is, and giving them their hopes and dreams of a pain-free, you know, pain-free and chronic illness-free life. And that has been my passion. So I, since then I have been doing this and nothing else. I, my kids live and breathe (laughs) this holistic lifestyle because, you know, my oldest, I've been doing this. I mean, he's, he just turned 10 actually just recently. And (laughs) so it's just, it's crazy because I've been doing this for seven years. So that's literally all he knows. And same with my other children. But what's really cool is that I've empowered them with the knowledge that they're able to then make those decisions for themselves and those healthy decisions to help lower keep inflammation at bay. Because we know now that inflammation is the root of most chronic illnesses, if not all of them. 
So this is the kind. This is what I'm really passionate about. Is in order to heal and prevent chronic illness in our families, starting from the very young to all the way to the very old. I love it. Do you know what I found really interesting is when you said that, um, you know, you went through your whole doctor's degree and didn't learn anything about nutrition. No, and neither did my siblings in all of these other specialties. And so that just blew my mind when, I mean, we literally, we got free food at our, at our, at our hospital and all the doctors filled up their plates. Most of the doctors filled up their plates with diet Mountain Dews. And I was like, oh, dear God. So we, we don't know it ourselves. And so when you go to your doctor for medical advice on or just advice on nutrition, they don't, we don't know much. We were not taught, unless I missed it during maternity leave, we were not taught a single class on it. We had taught, we were taught very little stress management. And that too, my brother, who's an interventional cardiologist during his internal, internal medicine residency, was were taught was taught no stress management either. Literally, they drew like a circle up on the wall and said that you know whenever you get hungry, bang here. Whenever you get stressed, sorry. Whenever you get stressed, bang your head here multiple times until you <laughs> fall fall unconscious. And if you wake up again and you're still stressed, repeat the process. <laughs> and so this obviously was a joke, but that's what <laughs> we weren't taught any of these basics of lifestyle. In the first year of residency, I was a new mother a new wife, a new resident, all at the same time. My family was two and a half hours away. So it was literally just me and my husband and my child, but we were all doing, me and my husband were both doing 80 hour work weeks. And then with a, with a first, firstborn, right? You're already going crazy. So I developed shingles that first year. And I was like, what is going on here? And I, if somebody had just taught me, okay, this is how you transmit, this is how you eat well, to optimize your immune system. I wouldn't have had to suffer that much. And And that's the kind of hope that I want to give to others that, you know what, even if we have a crazy lifestyle, even if we are not, you know, we have a very limited budget, we can still be control of our own health. I think that is such a powerful (laughs) message. Um, Before we dive into inflammation, and I can't wait to get stuck into it, I did want to ask you about documenting (laughs) hope. Because um, yes. I know a lot I love of, it. yeah, the listeners here probably don't, maybe not have heard of um, the project Documenting Hope. So can you tell us what it is and um, what you're trying to achieve over there? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I fell in love with Documenting Hope when I heard just heard about their message because it really jived with everything that I was trying to do and as an organization really taking it to the next level. So what Documenting Hope is doing is they are a national organization dedicated to heal chronic disease in children. So in order to really change the face of medicine, we all have anecdotal studies on healing and improving patients' symptoms. But it has never really been studied because of the fact that there have been, you know, usually with a study, there's one input, one output, you know. So this is where obviously what we do in holistic health is do like an entire lifestyle approach. So that hasn't really been studied until now. And Beth Lambert, who was the head of the study, she and her organ, this organization are really trying to change the face of medicine. If anybody's doing it, if any organization is really doing it, this is the organization. Because in order to change the face of medicine, we need to have studies and we need to have proper scientific 
evidence along with what they're going to also do is that they're going to, after they do the IRB study and this study, they're going to have this scientific evidence and then they're going to document it via media. So then really nobody has no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, <laughs> like this is all the science. This is visual. So now we got it. We know we have to change when we have both of those things. I so it is amazing. So what they're taking, isn't that awesome? So what they're doing is they're taking 14 children with seven chronic illnesses, ranging from autism to diabetes, mood disorders, eczema, you know, autoimmunity. So seven, seven conditions with 14 children, and they are reversing their chronic, chronic illnesses and then documenting it scientifically and through media. The head of the IRB study is Dr. Martha Herbert, who is who has written uh, books on autism, and she is a neurologist at Harvard, pediatric neurologist at Harvard. So they have such a fantastic right now. We're almost ready to launch our first first um, first couple of kids, and that is really exciting stuff. So it is really an organization, and it's a non for profit organization that I have been. Um, volunteering my time with and really trying to get them, you know, help them and then help the world just by healing these children. Because it's the sad reality is that if we, if we continue on the current trajectory, one out of every four children will have autism by 2033. And that is just crazy, crazy. I mean, how many more walks do we need to do? I mean, there's Every, everybody, like we're having breast cancer walks and autism walks and all of these amazing like walks, which is great. But all even those, we're looking for a pharmaceutical fix. So this is where what I love about documenting hope is showing and proving that these evidences and actually having the real fix is your lifestyle. And then, you know, fixing deficiencies. So they have an entire protocol that they're going to be using, which is just, you know, holistic functional medicine approach. And um, healing these children so we can really show them that this this really does have healing and powerful capabilities. That is amazing. I, I love it. And I think it is led by such a team of trailblazers and visionaries like Dr. Martha Herbert and like yourself. I think it's just fantastic what you guys have set out to do. And I do love the visual component because... I think for a lot of parents and families, seeing is believing. So if they can see, you know, it, it's hard to read scientific papers. Um, you know, parents might not understand it. You, you can't decode it yourself. It's too hard. But if they can see something and, and know that there is evidence to back it up, um, I think that's just a brilliant combination. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing. I love it. I can't wait till... To continue to grow with them. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Well, so, so there's actually <laughs> going to be a documentary that will come out of this project. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're going to put it through media also. Okay. And um, a documentary to show exactly what's going on and how these children were before and their journey and, you know, the, the results of it. So this is going to be phenomenal. So right now they were, they're still continuing to do fundraising. Too, because obviously there's no um, pharmaceutical company that's, you know, sponsoring this. <laughs> and so that's half the trouble, is where, isn't it? Exactly. That that is a lot of the trouble because a lot of the a lot of the studies, most of the studies are, you know, 
funded by the pharmaceutical companies that fund them. So this is where we are doing, you know, fundraising for this, but we've gotten great response from the, um, from the community. So this is going to be really exciting to take this to the next level. So can't wait. When, when should we expect that documentary to come out roughly? Oh, so if that's going to be at least 18 months, um, 18 months for, um, the actual, <laughs> um, it's going to be at least 18 months for the, it's going to be like an 18 month study with the kids and then after that, um, you know, the documentary. So it's going to be still a quote. It's still going to be still quite some time, but it is going to be, you know, right after the study. So it's going to be really exciting stuff. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So for the listeners who are tuning in, if they wanted to jump on straight after this podcast to um, have a look, it's just documentinghope.com and there is a trailer already up um, that they can watch. Cool. So let's dive yeah, straight sure. into inflammation, which is what we are going to be exploring I- today. Um, and I can't wait. I think, you know, I think a lot of parents may be thinking, though, what has chronic inflammation got to do with my child's autism? You know, autism is a condition which affects behavior. Um, are you able to make the link so it's clear for us what what the connection is between autism and inflammation? Yes. So there are, so inflammation actually means fire inside. And it's something that we're usually, we're all pretty familiar with, like that hot, fierce, life-saving reaction that occurs when the body's immune system tries to fight off infections or protect you from disease or even heal injuries. So there are actually two types of inflammation. There's an acute inflammation, or I like to call it the good inflammation. And that is like, it only usually lasts for a short time. And actually serves a very, you know, healthy purpose and is beneficial. So that's when you know your body's working properly. Then the other is another type of inflammation that's called chronic inflammation or the bad inflammation. And it's also sometimes um, called systemic inflammation. And that, on the other hand, just is like this hidden smoldering fire that gradually destroys a, like a magnificent masterpiece that we were born with. So destroys our bodies from the inside out. And it's painless. Because that, that painless fire is created by your immune system as it tries to fight off these modern lives, life's, you know, daily exposures to uh, triggers like unhealthy food, toxins, allergens, or an overgrowth of bad bugs or bacteria, or, and even low-grade infections. That all, all of these issues can actually drive like obesity and chronic disease because what happens is that these triggers, all of these triggers can actually increase the release of like inflammatory molecules um, in, in your immune system, of your immune system that are called cytokines. These cytokines are really important to fight off infection and cancers and actually help your body distinguish between friend and what's foe. So when properly working and functioning, the fire can remain contained. But what happened? What happens is that when there's a constant exposure to these triggers, it's the inflammatory cytokines and its response. You know, responses get out of control, can go out, go into overdrive, and when it goes into overdrive, it go and it goes out of control. It destroys everything in its path, <laughs> literally. And that, and especially when when you have inflammation going everywhere, it can lead to chronic diseases of every stripe. So like if this, we have inflammation of our brain, it can cause depression and anxiety and autism, schizophrenia, bipolar. If we have inflammation of our joints, it can cause arthritis and other joint pains. 
And then if we have inflammation of our um, skin, it can cause eczema, you know, acne, psoriasis. If we have inflammation of our heart, it can cause arthritis, you know, so on our, on our blood vessels. So it just not only damages the vascular tissues but and the organs, but literally throughout all body tissues, it can affect it. Especially any to the point where you can turn into like an autoimmunity where your body is just totally attacking itself, you know, especially like Hashimoto's and, you know, SLE, lupus and celiac disease, along with even cancer. And so this is what's really, really scary. And the doctors don't really know how to, we were never, we do, we all know that chronic illness it has the underlying inflammation as its root cause. But what we were not taught was how to identify that root cause that can then lower that inflammation. And then not when that, when we can lower that, identify the root cause, target that root cause, lower inflammation, it not only helps one symptom, but all of them simultaneously. And that is what is so crazy. And it's easy lifestyle tips that once we get this fire under control that's blazing, your body can do miracles to heal itself, especially when it's not trying to, trying to fight uphill, trying to heal. And so this is where, especially with children with autism, really finding and addressing the underlying root cause can help not only heal, improve symptoms, and prevent chronic illness and further chronic illness. So it's really, really exciting stuff that we just need to identify those specific components that can then um, put your body back into balance. Awesome. So what are some of the physical symptoms of chronic inflammation? Are there any red flags that parents might be able to identify? So those would be, you know, we know that the normal ones, because the ones that we're normally taught are if it's like red or inflamed. Remember, those are the acute inflammation symptoms. So the chronic is, you know, just headaches, fatigue, irritability. We have sinus issues, allergies, pain, um, you, you know, just brain fog. So all of these temper tantrums, if constipation, diarrhea, so any of these physical symptoms um, that a normal child that is you know, past the, what the normal child should be and have is all signs of, you know, chronic inflammation. And the list goes on and on. So like body rashes and acne and eczema. So all of those are signs of chronic inflammation. Mm, mm. And a lot of them are so common. Like they're just so common in every child these days, you know, different in sorts every of, child. Yeah, absolutely. So they have them in every child. And what's really scary is that that's not, we have now accepted that as a new normal. So when you go and say, you tell your doctor, oh, they have constipation. Oh, don't worry. Every child has constipation. No, a child should not be having constipation. And then we have is, you know, if somebody has allergies, oh, here, just take a Zyrtec or GER indigestion. Oh, here, just take this medication. Don't worry about it. You know, it's, you're fine. Well, that we have now accepted that as the new normal, and that's where it's getting scarier <laughs> because that is not what a child should have to deal with. They should be just running around and playing and having fun, pooping and, pooping and peeing on a daily basis, maybe multiple times. So, therefore, that's the kind of stuff that we really need them to, you know, become for them um, to really, you know, keep their bodies in balance. 
Mm, absolutely. Well, I'd love to dive into um, the causes of inflammation. So um, some of the triggers. So I know um, you're talking about the food that you eat and the quality of sleep and social health and gut health. Can we dive into those topics a little deeper? Because I know you oh, explain those absolutely. in your book. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's like obviously like, oh, but I dream about talking all day long. So, you know, inflammation is actually really complex and there are a number of things that can trigger it or make it worse. And I, I like to say that, you know, deficiencies in multiple of the areas that we'll talk, talk about can actually cause or worsen inflammation. But you got to remember that each person is in their individual self. They're, they have their own different puzzle pieces. So going through this list and saying, you know, my child's okay, this, these, these, these are okay, but then this is where they're struggling. Because, for example, you may be eating really well, but then dealing with a relationship problem. Or if you're, um, you know, in like you're exercising and you're, you know, everything's going well or your problem is, if you're not exit, if you're not, um, if you're detoxing, if the environment around you is so toxic. So we could be, all of us, there's, we all have to, you know, each one of us has our own unique story and that with, you know, that particular implications to your health and improving your physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual health is all really, 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 really important and critical in healing and preventing those chronic illnesses. So, um, so the thing is, so the, all of these are the factors that can actually contribute to the inflammation. And so let's talk about those factors. And I'd like to split those up into um, deficits in either, you know, digestive health and detoxification, which includes nutrition, or the four S's, stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. Deficits in any of those can actually lead, you know, cause an imbalance in the body, you know, causing an inflammation, leading to your chronic, your child's chronic symptoms. So I like to target each one of those specific areas first, make it as easy, fast, easy, cost, time effective as possible and target each one of those areas that we can then put your child's body back into balance. So um, so first we can go ahead and talk about, you know, we have your digestive health. Right. We'll start there because, you know, the gut health is so important, especially, you know, we hear it with autism and all of these uh, places. But gut health is really, really, really important. Why? Because of the fact that, you know, our gut contains 70 to 80 percent of our immune system. It also harbors about 100 trillion bacteria that line our gut lining along with and, you know, with like in these bacteria you know, are so are responsible for creating your neurotransmitters, 90% of your serotonin, 50% of your dopamine is made in the gut. Then we have your, um, you know, it's these microbiome is responsible for digestion, metabolism can change your epigenetics, which basically epigenetics is, you know, the study of how your environment or how the things around you can change your genes. Like we can literally turn genes on and off with our things are in, a, in our environment. It's crazy. And that shows us how much control we actually have in our own selves and our and our health. So digestive health is really key because what happens over time is that, you know, especially when your body is off balance, if we're not eating the right foods, you can start killing off this bacteria. And what happened, you know, what's really important is that our our health is, is determined on the symbiotic relationship and the diversity of this microbiome. So if that is thrown off, then what happens is that, you know, you have more bad bacteria and these bad bacteria, bad bugs 
don't do the jobs that they're supposed to do. And when they don't do the jobs they're supposed to do, they let things through that shouldn't be getting through, creating in that fire, you know, that 70 to 80% of immune system goes starts and attacks it. And it leaves immune complexes to go all over the body. And when that happens, then if these immune complexes go to your brain, it can cause autism, depression, you know, all those things that we talked about that chronic inflammation can cause. And um, so really lowering the fire in your gut is really essential in healing not one, but more, you know, all your chronic conditions. So the next piece is the nutrition piece. And you know, which is also a hand in hand in the gut piece. But, but the one key factor that a lot of gut healing diets tend to overlook, and I see like, I will have patients in my clinic all the time where they're following the paleo, they're following the GAPS diet, they're following all these different diets, but they're still not feeling optimal. That's because of the fact that yes, you can be on this gut healing diet, but then you can be having like, especially with GAPS to paleo, you know, we can be eating more fruit. We can have more of the carby type of, you know, um, you know, gut healing foods. And so what happens is that that causes our insulin and glucose to be imbalanced and can lead to a state called insulin resistance. And so pre-diabetes. So here we have these kids that are like, you know, they're, they're eating bananas all day long. I mean, or just or have high stress or there's other things that other pieces of the puzzle. They're just not targeting but still not feeling optimal because of the insulin resistance. And what insulin resistance is, we need glucose for energy that can, for our cells to work appropriately, right? So, but in order, the glucose can only enter the cells if you have something called insulin. Insulin goes, knocks down the cell wall and lets the glucose in. So when that happens, then you're like, oh yeah, you're feeling great. But over time, what, hap- what happens is that that insulin or something you know, in your environment, chronic stress, can keep that glucose and insulin um, elevated at all times. <laughs> then you're in trouble because what happens is that your cells stop responding to the insulin that's there. And when it stops responding to the insulin that's there, it's like, I ain't going to listen to you. So therefore, the pancreas has to release more and more and more. And poops out the pancreas can lead to states called diabetes type 1, I mean diabetes type 2, sorry, diabetes type 2. So... We read this is another key piece of the puzzle that we need to like a lot of the kids, especially now being the director of education for documenting hope. I see a lot more kids, a lot of the kids, like 80% of the kids that I'm seeing are pre-diabetic. So that is one of the key pieces. And so what I really like to focus on is whenever I teach my parents that whenever you put something in your mouth, you want to make sure that it heals the gut. (laughs) You want to make sure that it, it balances your glucose and your insulin levels. And you want to make sure that it's the most nutrient dense for your child. Because what I like to teach my children is foods can either help you or hurt you. You want to choose only those foods that can help you not hurt you, right? We don't want to keep the, and I call <laughs> to my kids, I'm like, you want to keep the friends in your belly happy, right? And you need exactly to keep your right. glucose balanced, right? And so that's where, you know, trying to keep them educated, um, is are, are all and I talk to them about like whenever so if they want ever want to put food in their mouths and it has to follow those three categories those are you know I mean there's hundreds of gut healing diets there's hundreds of diets you go to them in the library there's like shelves and shelves and shelves and books and books and books on different diets so it, it leaves people confused so instead of focusing on what we all have different let's focus on what we all have the same and those foods that 
can, you know, that are, is gut healing, um, balance your hormones, glucose and insulin. And are the most nutrient dense are tons of vegetables, clean sources of protein and healthy fats. That's what most diets have in common. So <laughs> we really just got it. And that's where I tell my patients and my children, I, whenever you're hungry, let's go down the list. What is my vegetables? What is my protein? What is my healthy fat? Can you, Dr. Say, can you just um, touch on what a healthy fat is? Because that can be quite confusing for some too. Yes. So healthy fats, you know, we need fat. You know, the, our, our brains are made out of fat or 60, 60 to 60% DHA and EPA. We need, we need fat. We, you know, neurotrend, like our hormones, everything, you know, our cells, our nerves, everything is, we need fat. So it's all constructed with fat and cholesterol. So what we need is we need good, healthy sources and clean sources of fats. And those would be, you know, you're like your avocados and olives and coconut oil and all of those, you know, you know, all of those amazing, amazing sources of healthy, nutritious fats, not seeds, you know, so the list goes depending on, you know, what kind of allergies and intolerances you have. But those are the key ones that I feel most people don't have any problems with There's olive oil, you know, put on your salad. So those that's the kind of stuff that you really want to make sure that that is part of every meal because, you know, fat does not make you fat. Fat actually helps you heal. And so we need to focus on the healthy fats and not the hydrogenated oils, not then those are usually found in your, you know, your processed foods. Mm-hmm. But that's what we really, really want to focus on are those um, really healthy fats because healthy fats actually keep you satiated. So nuts and seeds for my kids, they, they like, they love them and it keeps them satiated. Like they can have a little bit, you know, and you, you know, um, and then that goes a long way. So it really helps keep being satiated and helps you heal. So what's better than that? Yay! <laughs> yeah, excellent. Because I think, you know, we have been taught to buy the vegetable oils and, um, yeah, and, and, and that fat does make you fat. So we really need to change our mindset about it, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. All righty. So that's gut health. And, and can we just talk about poo for a little bit? What What's the best sort of... I suppose poo can be the best indicator for a parent what is going on in the gut. What briefly, just briefly, what does a good poo look like? So we want to make sure that it's as snake-like as possible is what I tell my kids. And, they're, and they tell me all the time, they're like, look, mama, it's now I got so many snakes today. And I was like, good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my kids literally, they'll be looking at me, they're like, mama, I ate something bad because obviously my snakes were turned into not so snaky like things so, yeah. so that's as easy as you can describe it if it looks like a snake you want to tell your kids that you want to make sure because you have to read your poop and we want to make sure you read your poop you need to because it's directly related to what you're eating how you're feeling you know everything in your external environment internally so Keep it as snake-like as possible is basically what I tell parents. It's easy and snake, snake-like, nice brown color, but lots of snakes. That's really key. No pellets, no, nothing hard. You want to go multiple times. You want to go once or multiple times a day, um, you know, trying to really help you detox. So, Excellent. All righty, let's head to sleep. I know that's something else that you mention in your book. Um, what, what's yes. your sleep look so like? That is a- 
So right before I get to that one, so the second part of the digestive health and detoxification is a detoxification part. And that is making sure that everything in your environment is as clean and internally just, if we're just as we're, you know, put really, you know, making sure that what we put inside our bodies to make sure, you know, what we have on the outside, because toxins are a huge key that can actually lower and lower immunity, increase the vulnerability to autoimmunities, cancers, blood sugar, blood sugar issues can also help you, you know, they also make the body numb to insulin and leptin, increasing insulin resistance that we talked about before. Um, So preventing you from losing weight, leading to heart disease, diabetes, strokes, and then actually can also affect your epigenetics and inflame the gut leading to leaky gut. So making sure that everything in your environment is as clean as possible, you know, making sure what the soaps that you put on your body, making sure it's all natural sort, not natural solutions, along with um, making sure that cleaning with making sure you're natural cleaner. So all of these things are really, really key. And like I have give, give my kids Epsom salt baths on a regular basis because that also helps to detox. So those are, that's a detoxification. Then the next pieces are the stress. The big four S's that are called the stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. Stress, you know, is really scary. 80% of the complaints that come to primary care physicians are due to stress. And that contributes significantly to inflammation. Because it taxes the immune system and it chronically increases the level of cortisol and hormones that are released, you know, that prepares us to respond to threatening situations. It can lead to, um, you know, it can basically lead to lots and lots and lots and lots of problems. So we need to, in order to keep those damaging hormones at bay, I teach my kids and my fam and my patients, you know, stress management techniques. And those stress management techniques can either be progressive muscle relaxation, can can be guided imagery, can be any of those easy, easy like abdominal breathing or just going outside for a walk. So whatever it is um, to teach our kids um, any type of stress management techniques um, and because um, that is really, really important. And um, if they say sex, I'm like, no, sex is for your age is not appropriate way of stress management. (laughs) (laughs) You said sex, no, I'm like, no, not sex, not sex. (laughs) But then we have, you know, we have the sleep and sleep. Can I just touch back on the stress? I think the stress is really. Just for children on the spectrum, because they can live in that chronic state of stress. They're just waiting for that next hit. You know, it could be the yes, tag on the back absolutely. of their T-shirt. It could be the food that makes them a gag. It could be over-responding to that noisy classroom or shopping center environment. So if we can put some tools in the toolkits for parents, um, like what you were saying, guided imagery or progressive muscle relaxation, um, Giving parents tools, I think, is really practical um, way of helping reduce this stress. And and when you reduce the stress, then you reduce that chronic inflammation that's going on. Absolutely. And then and we'll talk a little bit more about it because obviously, if you're not sleeping properly, or the people in your environment, or your spiritual health, all of those can, or you're not eating well. Those are all different pieces of stress that an autistic or anybody. Um, can you know really needs to keep balanced and so, so we can keep those damaging hormones at bay then we have sleep sleep you know it helps us heal basically you can literally heal in your sleep and it can be a powerful way to boost your health because 
getting enough sleep because I know, especially with autistic kids, they don't, you know, it's very difficult to put them to sleep. So we're like, oh, they're fine. And then their bodies are keep on going. But the thing is, we need sleep because obviously while we sleep, we don't consume energy. That leaves more energy for our body to actually remove toxins and make hormones and fight off an infection. So if we fail, if we're, we and our children fail to get enough sleep, our bodies cannot compete with these, you know, the important tasks that it needs to help detoxify, to help fight infections. So it is really important to keep your, um, to sleep in order to remove those excess toxins, to keep inflammation as uh, low as possible and to keep your hormones as balanced as possible. So sleep is really important. Trying to get your kids to bed and getting them a bedtime routine. Like in my house, you know, it's a little crazy, but the thing is we, um, you know, making sure they do their chores and right about half an hour, an hour before they go to bed, we go upstairs after they clean the entire house. Yes. I have my kids clean the entire house and then I don't have to do it. I can do all my work while they're sleeping. That is literally how I've done it. I have tried to discipline my kids as best as possible. So they know that they have to clean up. And otherwise, I mean, I got four boys. My house is going to start ending up like smelling like a you know, locker room. So I need to make sure it stays clean <laughs> because I don't want to deal with, I don't want to be picking up four boys' dirty socks. So I make sure they're as clean as possible. Then we get them, get them into an Epsom salt bath, help them detox. And then, so it's like our daily routine. So getting a daily routine, especially for autistic kids also really helps them, you know, get in, you know, tune with their bodies, getting, you know, getting in their minds and their bodies ready to sleep you know, reading them a story, tucking them in. We do like prayers at night, meditations at night, trying to really, and then we do tons of gratitude, which we'll talk about um, later. Those are key pieces of the puzzle for sleep that I really, that I feel that helps a lot of parents out. Mm, Yeah, it's so important. So important sleep. That component um, is necessary. As you said, that's, that's when you heal. That's when the body starts to heal itself. That's when the body heals. So the next piece, uh, just one more after this, is your social environment. And um, the social important is so important. Social environment is so important for healing and preventing chronic illness. Because this is another thing. We try to alienate these children. And even because loneliness in and of itself and this negative social relationships can increase cortisol levels and even depress the immune function. That can obviously worsen inflammation again. So having a positive, social, loving relationships can leave them feeling, you know, loved and actually releases hormones. This is crazy, but it releases hormones into their bloodstream that strengthens their immune system and improves their overall health and healing just by loving them. So just by giving them that loving, loving, caring, go down, hug them and kiss them and play with them and all of those things can actually help healing, help them heal. So then others, the last piece of the puzzle, well, not last piece, there's a lot of other pieces, but these are the main foundations of good health. But the thing is, is it the spiritual health? So spiritual health is taboo. Talking about spirituality is taboo in any, you know, medical setting. So this is where, for me, I, I know this is what the, this is what the one first thing that I was doing even throughout residency. So I've been doing this for 10 years because I realized I'm like, yeah, spiritual health is, you know, there's a difference between a religion, which is like a set set rules and regulations, and the spiritual health connecting with the soul. And, you know, there's a lot, because negative spiritual energy is related to increased stress, more depression, and a weakened immune system. It also increases inflammation. So healing the soul 
is an important aspect in preventing and healing chronic conditions. And the way that I do this is obviously meditation is really, really key. But just by, I find in my family, like literally I do this as soon as I get up in the morning. I have my patients and my children and my family immediately when they wake up in the morning, say 10 things I'm thankful for. So immediately when I wake up, what are the 10 things that you're thankful for? My, like we, in my family, we, we make a song out of it. Thank you for my eyes. Thank you for my ears. Thank you for another beautiful day to change the world. You know, something like that. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun, doesn't it? Mystic. Yeah, excuse me? You've got to make it fun, don't you? <laughs> you do, because I have all boys, so then we'll, like, I'll take turns. We'll take turns. So one of them will be like, thank you for my belly button. The other one's thank you for my poop. And, you know, so they all roll, laugh around, because poop makes anybody laugh. So saying word poop <laughs> makes everybody laugh. So I can't, right now they're just, like, younger, so I can't even imagine what they're going to be thankful for later on, because right now we have no limitations of what they're thankful for. So this is just going to get more and more entertaining as they get older. But it is so important because of the fact that it, it, it really helps to stabilize your body, you know, become more coherent. There have been studies that it re- lowers inflammation. So even with an autistic child, with all this, you know, they know they're different. You know, just because they can't tell you they're different, they know they're different. So, you know, obviously we're taking them to all these appointments. We're taking them to, so it's very easy to, for all of us to focus on what is going wrong in their lives, right? Because that's what we mean. Oh, they're not doing this enough. They're not doing that enough. But instead of focusing on what's going wrong in their lives, we got to now shift the focus even to themselves. Even if you have somebody that's severely autistic, getting up in the morning and saying these things of positivity can actually lower those stress can actually help them heal and really, really, really help them focus on what life is really all about. Those positive family, you know, roof over your head, shoes on your feet. You're able to do, look at all these things you are able to do, you know? And, um, so that is a very powerful, easy, cheap, cost-effective mechanisms that you can, we can do to easily incorporate into our children's daily life to help bring that body back into balance. I love it. I absolutely love it. And <laughs> do you know what? I love that you make the link between like the social health and the spirituality because it's not something we would typically link with you know, how it's affecting the physiological body. But, but you're saying by doing these... Um, saying what we're grateful for and by surrounding ourselves with people that build us up and that love us, it, it can actually change the body on a cellular level. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it changes epigenetics. They've done studies where, you know, they can turn genes on and off with these just simple, simple basics. And I know everything that I'm talking about, we've heard, you know, everybody hears about these basics. But what I feel like, even especially with, I mean, you know, there's tons of conferences here and we talk about methylation, which obviously is a huge other aspect. But I've had patients where they have been to all of these doctors. (laughs) They have been methylated. They're, you know, they've had their glutathione. They're doing all of these really, really complex, you know, um, solutions, you know, but they're missing the basics. And so this is where our children are not, and this is why I really want to up, like you know, really try to reiterate the, how how much these the, these basic things that we can do can help us heal from the inside out, and we don't need, you know, it, it makes miraculous changes, you know, and in conjunction with everything else. But this is the foundations of good health, and then obviously, 
you know, after we've optimized this, then adjusting the holistic arcs for your child's condition. And we then we go into those, you know, methylation and then severe, like obviously if they're having problems methylating, they're probably having, you know, problems with detoxification, adding the glutathione, adding in um, all of these other supplements or whatever deficiencies they have, you know, the helping the liver detox and, you know, helping them rest. You know, so there's all these chelation, whatever it is, there are all of these um, different pieces but I feel like we put more emphasis on that aspect of it and really limited um, on these these different pieces of the puzzle. Because I know I know a lot of my colleagues go to Autism One and go to all of these huge national conferences. And we really need to get down to the basics. And that's also great too, those complicated parts and pieces of the puzzle. But it is so amazing how much we can heal just by giving our body exactly what it needs to heal. Mm. And I mean, if we can't do the basics, you know, how are we meant to do more complicated things if we haven't got just the basics right, just food and surrounding ourselves with people that we love, you know, I think that's something we need to Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's head to the five rapid fire questions now. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we start to wrap it up? I know you could talk all no, day no. about this. <laughs> I don't, you know, I can go on and on and on and on forever. Um, sort of, I just wanted to show them like, you know, what I, I like to just sort of also like quickly go through and give you an example of what my day looks like and what my day looks like with four children, with crazy yes, kids. please. Because give I feel like that really helps. Yeah, it gives you inspire, inspiration because my kids, I mean, they did have eczema issues at the beginning, but I was able to catch it right away. He have healed them, you know, heal their gut, whatever. And so now if they, you know, they don't have it, but I still try to keep them on this, you know, healing and preventing chronic illness lifestyle because they also help heal. Like my kids, they all know leaky gut. They all, we all sing the leaky gut song. <laughs> we sit down and we talk about, you know, what, how the food is affecting our bodies. They know how to read the labels and ingredients. But as soon as we wake, I wanted to show you what our my day looks like. And I actually have a children's book coming up that is called My Healing Day. Just to give parents, okay, you know what? It's not as cra- crazy as it looks. You know, how am I? Because that's, that's the biggest thing. How are you going to put all of these different pieces into your day? Yeah. In a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. To, Parents to just want so, simple, um, something that's potentially effective. It's so practical. this is what I've done. Practical. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And when can I incorporate these things, um, these these factors of inflammation that I talk about? So immediately when I wake up in the morning, we sing our grateful song, our thankful song. We say a little prayer. We go downstairs. They have a little lemon water with um you know lemon water to help them detox you know start those up um start with like whenever they eat i have them go down the list vegetables protein healthy fats in the morning is when i can get their sauerkraut in so that's when i do it for my kids you know obviously you want to make sure with value autistic kids you know they have SIBO if they have candida that's not something that would you know do as your kid tolerates but um but, you know, we, that's when I can get sauerkraut into my kids. So they have a bowl of sauerkraut with their vegetable <laughs> routine. I'll make, like, you know, um, like Gap's muffins or, you know, almond flour. You know, so all my book signings, I'll take, like, muffins. Like, they're all Gap's-approved foods. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. So that's what I do. Like, I know. So I, that's what I'll do. Like, I, I cook a lot with almond flour. My kids don't have any nut allergies. But I also do, like, you know, coconut flour and all that fun stuff. 
But um, vegetables, protein, healthy fats for every meal, even snacks, making sure that they're not eating all the time, but having, you know, allowing their insulin levels to come down. And then on top of that, you know, they play throughout their day with the gratitude fun. You know, I talked to talk to them about social health, spiritual health. At the end of their day, usually I that's when I incorporate, you know, after dinner, they clean up, they do their chores. Um, we get into, you know, do an Epsom salt bath, you know, just like what I talked about earlier. And that's really easy. And then like meditation before they go to bed, love them, play with them, and then get them into bed. Mm. So Again, making sure that everything around them is as clean as possible, having them read ingredients, having them getting them involved in everything around them really a knowledge is key. Mm-hmm. So I really feel that that is what is really, really important. Not educating our children about what is going on with, in their environment and themselves and how that can then help and heal, help prevent and heal chronic illness. Do you know what I love about your tips is that they're really <laughs> – time efficient it's not like you have to take any extra time out of your day to provide you know um a a healthier meal or to um to say you know a few things that you're grateful for or you know it's not really not things that consume a lot of time it's just things that you can just um put into the daily routine like putting a bit of epsom salts in the bath it's nothing that takes absolutely and then it's Mm. so powerful and that's why anybody can do it. Anybody. Like, if I can do it with my crazy life with four kids and a husband, it was my fifth child. So, you know, if I can do it, I can do it. Awesome. I love it. I'm sure um, everyone will be walking away with a few tips that they're going to insert into their daily routine. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Okay, well, let's head to the five rapid fire questions now. So, mm-hmm. number one, what is one habit? that our listeners can implement today? Gratitude. I hear Saying that 10 things that you're thankful for. Gratitude. Yeah. Immediately when you wake up in the morning, say 10 things that you're thankful for because that will then change your entire outlook on life. Mm. I think that will take um, some people a bit of practice because 10, 10 seems like a big number. Um, so maybe start so this is where build up to 10. <laughs> Well, what I do is I have them just write it. Just go eyes, ears, nose, throat. Just look at, look at, just name your body parts. <laughs> yes, you know, you start with your body parts that function appropriately. You know, eyes, ears, nose, throat, roof, head. You know, so just really simple. And this is what I really want to teach people. It's just choose those simple, easy things. And that's yeah. where we really need to concentrate. Look at all those things that are going right in our lives. That's true. Yeah. If they can, if they can see it, then, then name it. If they, if it's something they're grateful for. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what do people never ask you that you wish they did? Why they're suffering from the conditions they are. Yeah. The underlining root cause. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm having it. What can I do to, to help heal this? No, no, no. Let's let's look into the why are you suffering from this issue. And that's when that when they start answering the, asking the questions why, that can open an entire world to their internal and external environment that they previously had no consciousness about. Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know you've got an amazing book out at the moment, um, which is called The Holistic RX, Your Guide to Healing and Chronic Inflammation and Disease. Um, which goes through so much in all different conditions. But if you were to recommend another book that all parents could read, which book would it be? 
No, it has to be mine. <laughs> no, only because of the fact that I went through 500 source in, uh, sources and I put it into one source. Wow. So like, yeah. So what I've done with the book is not to be like egotistical, but literally the reason I wrote that book was because of the fact that I, I didn't see any other book like that, that and every other book sort of left, there was a holes in it, you know, that I felt like it didn't really touch on the entire human, like the whole piece of the puzzle. Mm. So what I've done in my book is I've gone through, it's the best of functional, integrative and holistic medicine, all in one source covering over 70 conditions for all ages. So the first part of the book is split into like the foundations of good health, chronic inflammation and disease, digestive health and detoxification, the four S is stress, sleep, social and spiritual health, and just easy, quick and fat, cost effective things that you can do to help implement to help lower inflammation. Then the second part of the book is talks about goes through 79 conditions, almost over 80 actually conditions where like, for example, autism goes through all the tests goes through all of the uh, supplements, homeopathic acupressure points, and aromatherapy that you can do for 79 conditions. <laughs> I don't know how you find the time to do all this. <laughs> Honestly, inspirational. Uh, so that's why I have literally gone through 70, like 500 books to put them into, like 500 books to put them all in one source. Wow. And so I'm not, yeah, so that's why I had to write it, even though I had no time I'm like, you know, God, so just show me a book that's already like this that I could just recommend to my patients. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't because you can go to one book and then I'll tell you like a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, and then another book will tell you another piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, so there are a lot of things that I felt like a lot of people can't tolerate. Um, I mean, I love the Gaps book. That's literally the first book, Gut and Psychologist, and that opened my eyes to this entire world of gut healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I feel like a lot of people have problems with, you know, dairy. And I know that's something that she recommends in the book. And then, or, you know, we don't look in the insulin resistance pieces, you know, we don't look more deeper into deeper into the detoxification. pieces. Mm. There are a lot of, um, you see, like, there's still a lot of, that's why I had to put it all together in one. Mm, Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Nope. No. No, no, so that's like, but the recipe book I really like, especially if somebody with like an autistic child, I really like the Heal the Cookbook for the Gaps Cookbook. I feel like that really breaks down all the stages really nicely and tells them. But then I tell people to follow, especially autistic parents, the best type of diet would be obviously, you know, fixing their deficiencies, making sure all of the insulin resistance. But for gut healing specifically is the Gaps diet. I love the Gaps diet. Um, but, you know, I would... I. I tell patients to immediately, you know, just hold off on dairy and then add it in later because I feel like a lot of patients don't do well with dairy. Mm. Um, and so, but I really love that heal thy gut, heal thy gut cookbook that um, really goes, breaks down the stages and what kind of foods you can incorporate per each stage. So it gives people hope. Exactly. Lovely. Alrighty, what is one of your top three unfinished bucket list items? Top three bucket list. When you saw just one, what's what's one? What's one of your top three? Obviously, your book was on that, and now you've ticked that off the list. What's next? Changing the way all our kids eat. I'm going. I'm. I'm a dreamer. (laughs) On a mission. I love it. I'm on a mission. I'm a mother on a mission. (laughs) 
Uh, you are an absolute trailblazer and visionary. I think I think you just uh, you do you see the whole picture. So it's awesome. I can't wait to see what's in store. <laughs> and if you could only offer one piece of advice to parents, what would it be? Educate your children on what is happening to their body with, like, especially with the foods that they eat. And to teach them that food can either help you or hurt you. So choose those foods that can help your friends and your belly thrive and your body survive and heal. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Saeed. Can we, can we find out where can our listeners find out a little bit more about you? I know you've got a website and you do have some social so media So I have pages. a website that is almost done. Um, the other one, it's called it's www.holisticmommd.com. And then we have my Facebook page is Holistic Mom MD, and that's where I am mostly, you know, active because of the fact that's where all my recipes and uh, like my days in my crazy life is all there. <laughs> yeah, and lots of videos. You do lots of live, which is great to tune into those. Yes, I try to do a lot of live because I'm more visual and um, animated, so that helps with the situation. Yeah, very much so. Awesome. And that's holistic. Keeping it entertaining. (laughs) Holistic mom, spelled M-O-M for the listeners out there. Um, So thank you so much, Dr. Said. It has been absolutely epic. I have learned so much and I will have to go back and listen to this again so I can catch everything that you've said um, because you've got so much information. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just so much. I've loved every minute of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been my honor and pleasure. And I love what you're doing. I love your mission. I love it. I love all, you know, all of us moms having the same mission and try to spread this message to the world because I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I do feel like moms are going to change the world. So mm, It really is. It's that grassroots <laughs> movement, isn't it? It's, it starts at isn't the grassroots. It? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. I really hope you got some value out of today's conversation. Now, I would love to connect with you. I am really active over on Instagram and Facebook, so I'd love it if you came over and you said hi. All you have to do is search Homebase Hope and you will find me there. Now, if you don't know already, I am a lover of essential oils and a doTERRA wellness advocate. I really believe in the value of essential oils. And if this is something that you would like to explore and learn how you can use them in your family's life, then please get in touch. I would love to connect with you. And also, if you head over to Homebase Hope website, so that's homebasehope.com.au, I have created lots of visuals and social stories. So visuals in terms of first then, choice boards, visual schedules for toileting, getting ready in the morning. I've done all the hard work for you. Um, These are printables that are available on on the website so you can access today. Finally, if you love this fortnightly injection of information, please subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is head to iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And every fortnight, you will get an instant notification of the latest interview. If you do like the show, please jump on iTunes and leave a five-star review so more people can discover this podcast and so we can inspire positive change for more people living on the spectrum. You can access all of the show notes and other episodes at homebasehope.com.au. 
And until next time, guys, I encourage you to open your mind, respect the differences, and above all, believe that you can make a difference from home base. See you soon, guys. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.